Hi, friends. Welcome to the Rock Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Anya Rock, a woman, artist, entrepreneur, mom, and high-performance coach. I'm working on becoming the best version of myself and inspiring others to do the same. This is my invitation to you to be part of the collective shifting of consciousness. Let's choose love. Let's choose joy. And let's rock your joy one day at a time. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I'm so grateful to have this space together. When I set out to create this podcast, it was an experiment, a way to connect with my audience and grow my brand in a different avenue. Of course, it was full of unknowns, but it felt like a welcome challenge. I never could have imagined that I'd be launching and bringing you new content just as the world is pivoting and reprioritizing amidst the coronavirus. But as I've learned many times, the best things in life rarely go as we planned. It's when we trust the process and lean in, committing to showing up, even when we're unsure of the outcome, that we find magic. I'm so grateful now for this unexpected space to bring my own thoughts together and share with you the ways that I'm navigating and cultivating joy and inspire you to do the same, both through our conversations and my solo episodes. So I'm doubly excited to be able to share with you the launch of my new website. Consider it a one-stop shop for all things healthy living. Recipes, blogs, resources, inspiration, and of course, my custom coaching programs. In celebration of my new site, I'm doing a five-day Align to Thrive Challenge. It's absolutely free, and I'll be dishing all of my best wellness hacks and coaching tips for you to move out of survival mode and into thriving mode. You can find all the details for joining at www.anyarock.com. My guest today is also familiar with pivoting and recalibrating to be in alignment with her passions. Mar Saraparu was working in finance before deciding to follow her passion for health and wellness and created Yoga with Mar, a Chicago-based lifestyle coaching and yoga brand. She's also a new mom and most recently a partner in the much-anticipated wellness club, Beyond. We had a great conversation about finding moments of mindfulness and bringing joy to even the most stressful days. Welcome to the show, Mar. Thank you. So we are still in the midst of this new normal. And so I feel like even the question, how are you today? (laughs) You know, we're so dialed into every day being so different. Um, But how are you today? I think today I feel a little more settled in, but I agree with you. And it's almost at this moment with all of the noise uh, given news, I think that constantly through the day, there's a lot more variability. So it's up and down, up and down. And I feel that often. And I'm sure we'll get into that. I think I've become a little bit better at managing that. And I think that's why I feel pretty grounded at this point, Friday. What are you leaning into right now for helping to manage that? Yeah. Well, in terms of noise, I have um, scheduled and I've always talked about this, but with my work, I use a lot of social media and I use my phone often, but I've had to become very rigid and structured with when I'm using it um, because inadvertently I'll come across something and there's the the panic and then I see it. Or yesterday, for example, I got the buzz on my phone and it was talking about a new 
protocol that's being put into place here in Chicago. And it was that moment. And so when I see those things, I, I take it in for a moment. I take a deep breath. I, I do stop whatever I'm doing and let it digest. And then I move on. I move forward. Um, and I've just been very careful about what I do consume. And I've been turning to a different C, which would be create. So instead of consuming, I'm creating and I'm finding that balance. Good. Yeah. I love to talk about creating before we consume every day, Mm -hmm. really discipline, you know, and that for me has been a huge, it's a practice that I've luckily, I feel really grateful. I started to cultivate that practice before this, but now more than ever, you know, just really managing how much we consume when, and being really, being really conscious of creating before I let somebody else's agenda influence mine, <laughs> especially yes. everyone's agenda right now is yes, a little more intense than I want. Well, a lot of agendas in your in one space. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, tell us who is Mar? What is your mission? What, and we'll go into a little bit of you know. I'd love to hear your your journey because you have a really interesting journey. You've done a few pivots in life. Um. You know, when you describe the best of who you are and want to be, what does that look like? Mm. So the best of who I am, I think what I have to offer is it's the ability to help guide people go in and digest everything that's going on and work with it in real time um, through a lot of tips and tools and methodologies. And so that has been that's a hard question for me to answer, but I don't think there's any one way for anybody to do anything, whether it's one way to practice yoga, one way to lose weight, one way to become more mindful. And what I have found through trying to go through in my own practice, that there was little pieces in many different areas and many different places that I found myself pulling from. And I was concocting my personal combination of what worked. And so that's what I offer to people is I offer the platform to help understand not only themselves on a deeper level, but where can we pull from to concoct your perfect combination that really supports you and your needs, your goals, your personality. I think that's really important. And that I I really, I take that into consideration with all of my work, whether it's physical or um, on the coaching side. Awesome. And so walk us through a little bit. You were a professional in finance before, and now you're a coach and a yoga teacher. How did that happen? How did that unfold for you? And and what was, walk us through a little bit of, um, you know, your mindset or what was the first tug, how that kind of happened? I yeah the whole journey is such an interesting one and being in this place and being able to look at it now it took me years to become I was kind of angry at one point like how did I do this so how it all began I definitely was more on the creative side growing up I was a creator I was a dancer I was a singer um, that was my personality. I also had a very good work ethic so those were kind of the tenets to who I was I always put a hundred percent in. Um, I went to UCLA, had a fantastic experience, very intellectual experience. And I was working in entertainment thinking I'd want to be maybe on the production side of film, um, something in that arena. And then I, I started to grow apart from it as I was about to graduate. I didn't like that I was 
because I was interning in that industry, I was consuming so much data and information that to me wasn't important in life. I didn't need to know what was going on with this celebrity versus what's going on over in, you know, emerging markets or in different countries where there's poverty. Like I didn't know that at one point and I had a big problem with it. So I wanted to stay in California and I got a temp job at a financial firm and I found it fascinating. And to me, that's new training ground. I was a sociology major, always interested in people, how they are, how they interact, how they see the world. So it, it was good work ethic that kept me there. And I just found it interesting. But what happened was it was at the cost of my identity entirely. I had completely moved away from anything that actually brought me joy. And it was this climb to just, okay, um, produce and learn and grow to the top of wherever I was. And then I think it just coincided at the right time. Timing was a big one in this. I ended up meeting my now husband through it, which if I never did it, I would have never met him. And that's what I love about these journeys. And that's why, you know, I had to learn to look back and appreciate all of those challenges and struggles. They all had a good reason for them. So I turned to yoga during that time. Given I was a dancer growing up, it, it spoke to me. Certain classes spoke to me. And it was the one hour of my day that was keeping me, that would connect me for a moment back to who I actually was. Um, I almost felt like I was playing somebody else, but it was, it was interesting. So I kept going. So then I guess it hit a point. I moved back to Chicago and my now husband was the one to say, you know, this is, this is changing you. And I said, I agree. And I had a moment on a plane and I talk about it all the time. I was going back between New York and Chicago for my job in alternatives. And, uh, I looked in the mirror and I had one of those just weird moment, very scary moments where I looked and I was like, I don't, I don't recognize that, that reflection, the whole thing. It just was the nail in the coffin that something has to change right now. And I don't tell this story often enough, but my boss was a female bad ass woman, like very hardcore, very she scared me a little bit. Um, and she sat me down not too long before this flight situation and had said to me, is this what you want? She goes, my life, I don't have my partner anymore. It's all work. This is what I have. And I chose this, but is this what you actually want? And I was shocked that she had said that to me. And she was so right. She saw through me. She could see. I'm sure looking back, I was like a the wrong, in the wrong setting, in the wrong environment for who I am. And so I turned to yoga. That was helping me through. I then decided when I left the firm to go travel through Asia, go on a yoga retreat and just digest all of this. And I came back wanting to run um, corporate yoga programs. And at the same moment, my husband was on a flight and met a life coach and they were having a long conversation. And he had said, you know, I think my girlfriend would really benefit from this right now. And so he gifted me life coaching as my Christmas present, which to me, best gift you could ever get me. A lot of people were like, what? And I was like, he got me life coaching. 
like, wow. Uh, so, and that was a pivotal component to help me navigate what actually was coming next. And it just blossomed into one thing after another because I was in the right environment. I was in the right place. And now here I am six years later and it, par- it just continued to parlay and grow and only become a, s- a very strong foundation for where my life is right now. Amazing. And you, you did both for a, a long time, right? You, you worked alongside. Yes, yes, yes. So I wanted to have, I always said, so I like to be financially independent as much, much as I can be. And so I had to rely on some others for a short while, but it wasn't comfortable for me. And that's something I had to work on personally too, but it wasn't comfortable for me at all. So I found a, what I called my, my reliable income. So I was managing properties over in Florida, rental income. Um, so I was managing that as like a steady paycheck of sorts. And then I started consulting on the side and then it was the started as corporate yoga, became one-on-one, became group classes, and then it did parlay. And then through coaching, I then started down the path of actually doing it myself. So that then became another income source. And over time, that large, it was probably five streams of income at one point, which is too much, but I had to figure it out. And slowly it, it eventually became like three to four. And that's kind of my favorite place to be is right around three, having my consistent, having my, I never wanted to be, if my um, clients couldn't show up, I never wanted to feel that energy. I didn't want it to feel transactional. So I was always very careful to have something steady that I can always rely on. I think it's a really valuable experience because I'm sure people that you work with have the desire to pivot, you know, or dream of a different version of their life. And I think we have this fear that we have to make an entire leap. Absolutely. It's such a great thing to have done yourself to be able to, because there's no shame in having a reliable income while you build up your skills or your, you know, test the what is this something I really want to do? I think it's a really, so I love that you have that experience and that you even you know, saying that you want to have multiple things because we're in that world now too. I think we've, there's a a shift from one source of income to having many creative outlets and many of them bringing in an income. Absolutely. And I think too, to that point, especially if you're crafting a career that's more alongside your passion, it's the misconception that if your passion is your full-time job, that you're not going to feel the stress that you do at at a job that you have that you don't love or have as a passion, but it's, it's untrue. It is a chosen stress, but it's still stress nonetheless. So I've seen burnout occur, or you think it's roses, you know, being in one type of career, but it's still, there's, there's the normal regular stress of producing. And sometimes it can even be increased because it's all on you, which can also be energizing. But that's what I always wanted to ensure I never fell out of love of what I loved to do. And I only wanted to get better at it, not burned out with it. And that was kind of my underlying principle for that. So you now are a new mom and you have this wonderful career um, of, you know, teaching and coaching. And now you have a new venture with Beyond. 
So your plate is full, needless to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is overfilled. And so how are, how are you filling your cup? Like, how are you making sure, as you say, that you don't burn out, even though these are creative and I'm sure exhilarating on some level, but any one of those alone could be enough. So how are you navigating this season right now? You say something interesting about could be enough. I've had to work on that word enough. And that is, is this, am I doing enough here? Am I doing enough there? And there was a point where I felt I wasn't doing enough, doing enough anywhere. And I had to reorient my head around a, how was I actually spending my time? I had to, and I've heard this where you almost have to mourn the previous way that you were going through your your life. But on the flip side, it was just such a beautiful time of becoming a mother. And it took me longer than I thought to navigate the separations of how I incorporate work again. And it wasn't something I expected to take time, but it did. And I'm still in real time learning how to navigate work and motherhood and all of it and self-care. So it has been a ton of self-coaching, a ton of self-regulation, a ton of discipline, and a lot of communication. And all of those things can feel like a lot to try to navigate what's going on. But thankfully, I have the training that I do. And I've been able to really step back and say, have discussions with myself. Okay, you are doing enough. This is why. And if I don't feel like I'm doing enough, okay, what, what is the belief here that is getting in the way? Is it that I feel that if I'm not in a physical space, it doesn't mean enough? Am I actually getting enough sleep? Or, you know, those are the questions I had to start asking my own self. So it's really been disciplined around everything, disciplined in how I approached it all, but also staying flexible and open to the realities of motherhood. Yeah. You know, and giving yourself grace. Yes. Giving yourself grace. We don't do that enough as moms, right? I think, you know, I mean, motherhood is in my estimation ever, it changes. I mean, it's still changing for me with my kids older. So we're always every, the minute we think we have it, it's changing. (laughs) They're like, I'm going to keep you on your toes, mom, because nap time. Well, let's change it. Yep. Yeah, um, they are, yesterday. <laughs> are the greatest teachers that we could have. They really are. I actually was just thinking about it today. You know, they shine light on, okay, are you impatient? Are you rushing around too much? Are you present? That was a big one that I had to learn how to be present and not constantly be anticipating what I had to do, given all of the things that I had to do. And even if you solely are a mother or so have one job or or no job and the only job is motherhood, there's still a long list of things that you always can be doing. And so I found that presence and mindfulness was huge with being able to navigate all of this because even if I was with him and there were times where I was physically with him but was not present on the back end of it, when I was away from him, sometimes it would be when I went to sleep or I went to work out, there would be this guilt that I started to feel that 
I, I didn't do enough. And I realized that it was, I wasn't being present when I actually was physically with him. I was on a phone call or I was thinking about what I had to do. And I had, I shifted that fast because I, the guilt feeling to me was really, really getting to me. And it was humbling to experience that so quickly and so uh, strongly and mindfulness and, and, being present is so important in every regard. And I saw, you know, it affected my work too. So I became present when I was in something, I was fully in it. And if I wasn't committed, then it was something I would have to push to the side. And I had to retrain myself on that and not be such a juggler of things. You know, this, if the dish is not, is going to stay out there and it's going to stay dirty, it's going to stay there and it's going to stay dirty. If that email is not going to get responded to in an hour, it's not going to get responded to for another couple hours. And it's just going to be that way. But I will still, because I trust myself, I will get my stuff done. I will do deep work. I will produce good work. And I had to rely on the trust that I know that is within that I will make it happen. Mm -hmm. And you brought up a, a really, a word I think that I turn to a lot right now and always is mindfulness. But what are, and I, you know, I love the analogy of the dish or the email, like consciously leaving it, let it be okay. Particularly for women and mothers, we, we have so many irons in the fire. And I think a, a tendency to kind of want to do it all, all at once and do it all right and not ask for help, not, you know, it really does take a village. But what are some, mindfulness tools that you're using specifically or that you could share that are really helping to keep you in that space? So mindfulness tools is one of them is making things meditative that otherwise may not feel meditative. So when I'm feeding my son, for example, I will just become very observant. I will allow for the actual act of what is occurring to almost be like I was watching a film. So I'm just observing. I'm just watching instead of thinking of everything I have to do because the anticipation of it is is drawing in pre-stress. So it's stressful just in the anticipation moment. So it's been just being very thoughtful about when I am somewhere, I am fully there. Another tool, what I would say is just being very communicative about needs and space. You know, what do I need right now? Communicative within myself, but also with my partner. What do I need to ensure I can even be present? So is that, do I need to fit in a quick run? Do I need to actually lay down and meditate? Do I need to sleep a little bit. What are the things? Um, so I think just being very thoughtful about the self-care needs and ensuring that those are met. Because if there is anything that we all know is if we are completely depleted, we have nothing to pour from. So if we're so pouring from a empty cup never works because if we're depleted and we're pouring from a depleted place, then we are actually digging down into the well. And that actually becomes more a difficult challenge to get yourself out of that deeper, deeper place. So it's been just ensuring that I'm pouring from a place of, it may not feel whole all of the time, but I'm ensuring that things are met and 
you know, a workout looks like 20 minutes sometimes or things aren't going to get done in completion and that's okay. Yeah. It's a real self-awareness, right? It's really being able to acknowledge and validate all of the feelings and all of the needs that I think we're kind of taught not to Yeah, sometimes. And then being able to, to sort of come from that place because in order to know how to fill my cup, I have to understand where it might not, you know, it's, it's that two way, a two way conversation. Do you have a coach yourself or what are the, what are the resources? Like how does the coach get coached? Coach gets coached from coaching. Yes, I do have a coach and I still, I keep in contact and listen to podcasts constantly from the programs that I was coached in. And I have four different methods that I've gone through and I turn to them often. And whether that's a podcast or it's a reading or a phone call or um, online journaling, that is constantly what I turn to, to help me navigate because there was a time where I didn't have a coach and I was coaching others and being even at just being a parent or being a spouse, you have to have an outlet that is outside of your, in my opinion, outside of your immediate network and someone as a sounding board. And often just me writing it down or saying a few words was cathartic enough that I was, you know, that's what I needed. And someone that is, there's no, fear of judgment or shame or someone who's too close who will then naturally want to try to fix. And often I didn't need fixing. I just needed to vent and to to release a lot of the energies that I was navigating and, and trying to help. Yeah. Expression, place to safely express. And um, you do some couples coaching and we are all spending a lot of time together. Yes. Um, you know, now that we're all quarantined 24-7, you know, what do you see coming up or what are some things that um, I think by the time this podcast comes out, we will still be all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so what are some things you're sharing or that you would be able to kind of give us some thoughts for those of us in tight quarters with our spouses and partners? There's so much I can say on it, but two big key themes would be one is over communicate, overly communicate what you're feeling, what's going on. Uh, Sometimes there is a block where someone may not feel, even if it's their spouse, comfortable opening up in that way. But if you approach the conversation kindly, even if you don't want to say, you know, I feel like I need some space, um, but you rather, you can reframe it as I am going to go upstairs. You have a directive. I'm, I'm going to go upstairs or into this other room to do some reading. You know, having your separation is really important. We can't be all together in the same space without any sort of negative situation coming up. Um, so it's overly communicating. And with that comes structure. If you're working in the home or one of you is working in the home, for example, my husband has worked from home with me working from home for the last almost five years. We had to navigate this years ago and we've gotten better and better at it as the years have gone by. But the big issue that started occurring early on was he would come down 
to have his, you know, water cooler talk. He was in the middle of a break and it always coincided when I was in the middle of deep work and he would want to talk and I was trying to focus and I wanted to be nice. And then I was getting pissed at him because he wasn't realizing that blah, 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 blah. And it was this constant problem. And so putting very simple things into place, such as when my door is closed, this means X. When it's open, this means Y. Or these are the times, let's meet for lunch or let's connect with others during lunch. Communicating. I'm having this phone call today, just overly communicating about it all and ensuring you take the space. Um, If you're used to always spending every evening together, but you're also spending you know, the mornings and the afternoons together now, start to look into how to diversify your time and make sure you're connecting with other people. And then on top of it would be allowing, and this is true for everything in life, is allowing for your partner to allow for this situation to go through them in their own way. We may not agree with the way that our spouses or even our family or friends are going and navigating this or handling it. And if they're, you know, the big C consuming, consuming, consuming and in panic mode, and we're on the flip side, it's easy to get into, you know, some, some tough scenarios. So it's allowing for everyone to allow for this to, to simmer and, and eventually pass, but allow for everyone to, digest it in their own way because resistance is where most of our problems live is when we're resisting the way they're acting or we're resisting the way we're feeling. So being overly understanding of what is your responsibility and what isn't. Your responsibility will always be to manage the way you're thinking, the way you're feeling, the way you're acting. And a byproduct of really taking that seriously is your partner will hopefully you become the example and they see less of the panic from you and there's more peace coming from you. And that changes the the game versus adding fuel to the fire. And, um, you know, at the same token, if you separate yourself, when, if someone has extreme tendencies, Hey, they're going to miss you because Obviously, you're not giving in to their, you know, tendencies and you'll end up, they'll miss you. They'll say, yeah, maybe I need to change my behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be in the living room. <laughs> yes, I'll be in the living room when you're done with that that rant. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm going to my closet. <laughs> yeah. Let me there. Um, so as you're on the brink, you know, you've got um, so much new going on right now with new baby new business. How do you, um, I love the idea of kind of future casting and thinking about this future and and especially right now when we're, maybe some of us are feeling a little pent up in our spaces. Where, where does, you know, Mar five years from now, what does that look like for you? How do you? Five years from now is hard for me to even think through, but what I think about currently is where I'm going to be at the end of this scenario And what's really energizing to me is I want to be stronger in all of the ways that I can be. And I think this is a very, really interesting opportunity to do that, to become more self-disciplined, to be more communicative, to be less of a consumer, um, 
that excites me a lot and I see it only helping me. So in five years, I'm going to look back at this point in 2020 and say, I gained fundamental skills that have given me this value now that is it has only increased. So it's, it's right now I feel like it's the time to create the most and to create the most value that I can. So in five years, I only see my craft becoming stronger and well-versed and in motherhood being, you know, navigating that still, but being coming better with the ups and the downs and, but it's always, it's a practice. So I don't see five years as a, I don't see that there is ever any end result. It's the process that I've learned to completely fall in love with. And that's, I think what's really helping me right now is I'm, I, I'm in love with the process and there's different levels of how this is affecting people right now, but we train for this, right? You know, we train our, if you put it into like small, simple terms, we train our muscles so that we have a strong body when we start to age, you know, we are training in this life to be able to navigate things well and wisely and, and with strength and courage. So now we're being thrown the struggle. We're being thrown the challenge. It may not have been the challenge we wanted, but that's life. Right. And so right now I feel like is, this is the time that all of our skills are being tested and the things that we're feeling that are possibly feeling wonky are the places that, Hey, that's the data. That's what I needed to see because now I know where I can focus my time. Am I overly snacking? I need to focus my time on, I'm not going into there or am I overly consuming in this regard or am I not moving my body? Then I need to become more disciplined in how I do that and motivate my own self. Yeah. And there's so much information in those, in those habits, in those places, right? Like I'm snacking. Oh, well, what's really going on? Yes. Yeah, so much it's really a place where we can, if we become really curious about it, there's a lot that helps us grow. Cause I think the, the discipline without the, you know, integration of information and really the curiosity yes. puts people into, into like a place of like, Oh, I'm just not doing it right again. Yes. There's so much curiosity. I know you're, you're great at really finding those nuances and helping people to, to see that, you know, in the writing you do and in the sharing you do, even on social media, you're all about the curiosity. Yeah, it is. I think you said it perfectly. Like there's a lot of information in this and I see all things as opportunities. I think it comes somewhat naturally, or maybe I've just been doing this for so long that it's just instilled but I see all of these things as opportunities to become better or stronger. For example, you know, I don't like television at all. I wasn't raised. I wasn't, I don't even think I was really allowed to watch very much TV. I was always involved with something else, but that's how my husband will relax at night sometimes. So we had to work on, okay, if we want to spend time together to me, that's very stressful to you. That's very relaxing. So we worked on the schedule of during the week, we would, you know, switch up the nights of what we did and we would, you know, go out to dinner or we would go see a friend. And now we're stuck in the house. So I, in the last week or two, I guess at this point, had to reorient that because I was becoming extremely panicked. My sleep was 
becoming poor because my evenings, I wanted to connect with my husband, but I also didn't want to be in front of the television. So I communicated it. And I also realized again, and this is something I realized a long time ago is if we want something, we have to then go create it. So I then found a class for us to take that he was willing to take. You know, I'm not trying to force something on anyone. That's the the honor that we have as being spouses is we have to honor where they're at and find a middle ground. That's the core of unity is how we come together and honor each other's needs. So we agreed on a class. We agreed on uh, learning Spanish and we put together a schedule and now beautiful, you know, it just, it works. But again, if I want it to happen, I will make sure we do it. You've got your TV nights and your Spanish nights. TV nights, Spanish nights, and the Yale free Yale class that's going on right now. I love it. I love it. I love watching everyone collectively come up with creative solutions for using our time differently, you know, and people realizing um, at least that's what I'm seeing and that maybe that's what I choose to see. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a lot like you. I see everything as an opportunity and a gift if we choose it. Yes. And one of those things I see is people really looking at this gift of time and how, how do we want to use it? One of the questions I asked myself was, you know, I want to look back and not say, oh, I wish I had done this thing. So what is it that I want to can say, oh, we use this time well. Yes. I created you know, this podcast, or I created, I started writing my book, or, you know, I really had moments with my children. I I got engaged in their learning. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a really, again, the information in this, in this pause has a lot for us if we're willing to be curious. Yes. We're willing to be curious. And what do we get from this versus focusing on what are we losing? And that's coming from a depletion or a um, lack of perspective will only create more data that things are lacking. Oh, I can't, we can't go out to dinner. Oh, we can't go see our family. Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Okay. Well, what can we do? And you can, you can get creative even in a, let's say you live in a thousand square feet or 500 square feet. How do you get creative with that space? Like, let's take a corner and dedicate this to, this is the, you know, the make-believe corner if you have kids, you know, for instance, um, or if you normally love dining out. Uh, my friend did this and I think it was amazing. Well, one of them did a virtual dinner party, which I've been seeing a lot more of, but she had a video of her and her husband. He had his suit on. He had a little pocket square. He was pouring wine and it was awesome. And it's, you know, replicated. It's creativity in just different forms. I love it. And that can only bring us closer too. And that's the other exciting piece. Instead of worrying about, okay, are my spouse and I going to go at each other's throats at some point? Or could we actually become closer from this experience? That's exciting. Agreed. So this is the Rock Your Joy podcast. And um, I'm all about you know how we are creating and cultivating joy in all the seasons of life. So how are you cultivating and creating joy in these moments? I'm always ensuring that I'm contributing to something, to someone that brings me a lot of joy. It brings me a lot of joy to be helpful. It brings me a lot of joy to do random acts of kindness. 
I love, this is so funny, but I love running. And this is before this happened. I was in Costa Rica and I was running and I had this awesome song on Flashdance, uh, Irene. And uh, I just was running and I had my arm in the air and I was like fist pumping and I was just pumped. And I looked at someone who was just randomly walking. They can't hear my music. I'm like, yeah. And I just love that. I love just kind of even if you think it's weird and it's the most strange thing that you've ever seen, it's a positive moment for someone from the outside, even if they think it's weird. I mean, who can't, you know, think that that's hilarious or just, you know, um, charming or whatnot. And um, so right now, what brings me a lot of joy is as I go for my runs outside or walks outside, I don't leap across the street to get, you know, six feet or more away, but I will, give a big wave or a big smile and move on. Um, that brings me a lot of joy because I feel like I'm spreading joy. And I loved going to the coffee shop and just getting some smiles from them. And that simple thing, simple, would change my mood from time to time when I needed it. And then personally, I'm just finding a lot of joy in just being and not resisting any of what's going on. I was resisting a lot for, you know, the first seven, um, he's seven months now, my son, but I was resisting a lot. And I recognized that I needed to really let go of a lot of that resistance and have conversations with it and just be in my emotions and not think that all emotions are supposed to be positive and good. And that, what is the information, the data I can get from this? And that's bringing me a lot of joy because I feel more in control of my experience where I do have control. And yeah, I'd say that. And right now too, doing yoga classes online has been really great because I haven't taught a lot in for the last like at least eight to 10 months. Amazing. Yeah. So where can people find you speaking of online? Yeah. Uh, so my personal uh, yoga and coaching, I just go under um, Instagram at yoga with Mar. And then obviously beyond that's the the big deal that's going on. And what does bring joy with that too. It, I still, I think it's just such a mag, the magnitude of what we're creating is a, it's on a large, large scale. And so right now there is a ton of opportunity that I am taking to sit in the methodologies that we're going to be having as to how this club works. So that's really, really exciting right now. And that brings me a lot of joy to think forward. Yes. To answer the five-year question, I see the world being changed because of it. And that's a big goal, but I'm not afraid of big goals and I'll land somewhere among the stars. And um, that excites me too a lot. Yeah. And another creativity, right? You're just, you're really, you're being a change maker within, from within. So it's beautiful to see. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on this morning. I so appreciate you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I, you know, I hope I am helpful and it's, it feels nice to just speak about these important topics. It's true right now. And I think this is just the the mirror for, you know, all the seasons of life. I think that we're, we're in an, an intensity right now, but um, what I know to be true is that everything that gets us through this is going to get us through the rest of the seasons of life. And, and when we can find joy 
even within these moments and we can find it everywhere. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you so much. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. Feeling inspired and want to share the joy? Leave a review so others can find the podcast more easily. Want to hang out more with me? You can find me on the interwebs at www.anyarock.com. That's A-I-N-E-R-O-C-K. And I'm also on Instagram at Anya underscore healthy living. Till next time, rock your joy. This episode was produced by Dante32.